RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Wednesday night edition. Excited to connect and uh, looking forward to finding out what's on your radar. So I came across a couple interesting headlines today and I wanted to bring it to your attention. And then, of course, you know, see what you guys have been keeping an eye on and uh, we can talk about a little bit. But hope everyone's doing well. Uh, any uh, first time viewers, feel free to let us know where you're watching from in the chat. And then when the phone lines open up, I would love to hear your voice. 313-462-0027. All right. Let me check in real quick with the comment section, see if anybody uh, wanted to uh, just holler at me real quick. And then we'll jump into some articles and uh, see where it takes us. But hope everyone's doing well. Looking forward to connecting. And while you're at it, don't be afraid to hit the thumbs up button beneath this video here. Hopefully, it'll notify a few more people that want to connect. And then they can join us and uh, hang out a little bit. And of course, all types of story voice worth touching on. So we're going to touch on as many as we can. So we got Ed Hammond in the building. We got Mike C. We got Solo in the building. We got Just Fix It. We got Tom. We got DC Precise. Uh, what else? We got Adam here. Uh, we got Bitcoin Phoenix. We got Gritty uh, Feastal. Uh, we got Journey. Was that Journey something? Journey Mole. Journey Moore. Uh, Vivian. Uh, Kareem. Daryl checking in. Armando. Tony B in the building. Uh, my tenfold hat S four hundred emergency worldwide emergency branding. Okay, appreciate you guys for hanging out, man. As always, I'm sure there are stories that you've been keeping an eye on. Feel free to throw them out in the chat, and then we'll touch on them. And I'll try to pull them up or whatnot. Then I want to make sure uh, if you have an article or something that might be relatively hard to find, I want to encourage you to send that to rtdnews at proton.mail, and that'll make it easier for me to just you know grab it and uh, pop it on the screen so that uh, we can uh, add it uh, during the call-in portion or just touch on it, you know, share our thoughts on it throughout the day. So feel free to do that. So put that little information right here so you guys can see it. But anyway, uh, one of the not surprising news stories of the day happens to be in regards to this current platform that you guys are watching me on more than likely. And so as of right now, I'm streaming on uh, Twitch, DLive, uh, Twitter, I believe, I think sometimes was acting up as well as VK, which is a Russian platform. So I try to uh, have this platform, have this show on multiple platforms just because at any point, you know, based upon all the the uh, the rules and regulations as they're changing the game, you two could probably just pull a cord. So I want to make sure you guys are connected. And so beneath this video here is a link to all the social media platforms to get stay connected. And then, of course, Discord and the Telegram is probably the best way to stay plugged in. But how could I not pass this up? by just sharing my two thoughts, two cents on it. But it says YouTube to remove all anti-participation misinformation. And so it looks like, as I've mentioned, and I think we've all touched on this before, but the, 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 the awakening moment of people realizing that they've been lied to. And of course, I think it has a lot to do. This probably has a lot to do with Project Veritas over the last week and a half. I think they're on part three of coming out with some very uh, sh surprising information from medical professionals, as well as from the actual pharmaceutical employees as to how dangerous uh, this whole experiment really is. And so I think I actually checked into the uh, Project Veritas, I think it's part two, I think, and it was still up on YouTube close to you know, 400, 500,000 views. And that was quite surprising. And so I'd assume that some of the higher ups and a lot of politicians and the puppets of the system probably start complaining, saying that, hey, YouTube, you are the number one go to platform for video streaming. You need to do something about that. So I haven't checked lately, but uh, it's good to say that anything in regards to this whole experiment, they're going to try to 
crack down on it, man. And of course, there's so much division right now. I'm watching so much happen uh, in the sports realm as we have so many commentators that just love, you know, sharing their opinions and viewpoints on other individuals and their individual uh, rights to make a choice for what they do and do not want to do. And it looks like if you are a celebrity or a sports figure and if you have an opposing viewpoint, you're not supposed to let the world know. You're supposed to keep it to yourself and just uh, do as you're told and not actually use critical thinking. But yet a lot of people are waking up. More and more celebrities are questioning things. A lot of the, you know athletes are questioning things, and that's good to see. But then again, it causes more reactions like this to where I uh, expect more of a pushback in some form of fashion. Oh, we got uh, it. says Rad 1234. It says evening. Good evening. 92 in Detroit. Must listen. Uh, Wayne, Michigan. 92 in Detroit. I'll check it out. Not familiar with it, but appreciate you joining my man. Um, so, yeah, so just something to be aware, be aware of all your favorite content creators. It's good to say they're on alternative platforms. So make sure you guys connect with them if you want to stay plugged in. That's just my best uh, advice for you guys right there. But one thing that really caught my attention amongst many happens to be, as I put in the uh, chat there, you know, basically that this is the last store in America. Uh, that is the what's the most the cheapest, the most affordable store to uh, purchase little small knickknacks from. And it's no longer going to be called the Dollar Tree. Ultimately, they're going to have to rechange it, rebrand the name because literally we're at the point now because of the increase in the current monetary base, which has led to consumer price increases uh, continuously that Dollar Tree is having issues. And of course, they're saying the supply chain. Of course, we know all the you know, container ships is just, you know, stuck at ports or whatnot. But stock in the shelves is becoming more costlier for them and they need to pass on their costs to the consumers. So here we have it, the great consumer price increase that will continue to grow. And so Dollar Tree breaks their one dollar barrier as costs take a bite. And I just thumb through a couple of things here and then, of course, uh, share my two cents on it. Feel free to share yours as well, because Dollar Tree is, you know, one of my you know, favorite stores. It's always a, a quick stop to grab some quick snacks, little knit-knack gadgets, and uh, little plastic items that, you know, are disposable. You use it one time, throw it out just because it's $1, but not no more. But, you know, this is very sad. And I, I remember, and let me know for my people who have that download traveling, going to various countries, whether it be Latin America or Europe, and there is no dollar store <laughs> or no, no, no euro, you know, no one euro store or a one peso store. No, it's nothing like that. So we have been very privileged to have a store where it only, you can only we can walk in there. Well, you can walk in there with one buck. And of course, here in Michigan, I give them six cents uh, of, of tax. But yet, you know, one oh six, you can walk out with an item. Those days are done. And so therefore, this to me, when I, when I saw this, this is that moment. That defining moment of, of the true uh, valuation of a Federal Reserve note in regards to what you can actually purchase. You can no longer say that a dollar can actually buy you something of substance because as of right now, there is not much that you can actually purchase, probably except a pack of gum. But I'm sure, I'm sure at some point that's going to be well above a dollar as well. But uh, let me keep moving. man. But anyway. A couple things here in the article, but not 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 you know, not too much worth your while. But it's just the 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 uh, the CEO of the store basically talking about how they've done the best they could to hold off on passing on those costs to consumers. But he gave a couple things talking about the supply chain and you know the the rising cost of of shipping, uh, which is taking a bite out of their dollar fifty dollar sixty out of its uh, per share profits this year. So they have to 
do something about it. And so they're adding additional items above a dollar. It's going to be called Dollar Tree Plus at some point. So once again, there goes there goes America right there officially, man. But anyway, keep it moving. And back to this whole Fedflation. And so uh, Jerome Powell out here just uh, being somewhat honest, but yet, of course, sugarcoating it, you know, pointing the blame in the wrong direction as far as far as why things are the way that they are. But it says Fed chair Powell calls inflation frustrating. Oh, you don't think and sees it running into next year. And so if I was to take that one statement that was put together by the the creator of this article here and interpret that, decipher that federal federal chair Powell calls inflation uh, excruciatingly painful and sees it running hot for the rest of this decade. That would be the real title if they were able to tell the truth. But just some things here that stood out, man. So it looks like he gave a little bit of a spill to uh, the European Central Bank today and, and just basically let out some of his thoughts as to why we're experiencing what we're experiencing. But look at this dude. Look what he used as the primary excuse for what's frustrating him. Uh, it says hosted by the European Central Bank that he was, he says frustrated, says that he was frustrated that getting people fully participated, getting people vaccinated and arresting the spread of the, the, the variant remains the most important economic policy that we have. So once again, how did participation in this global experimentation equate to an economic policy other than the fact that they need more excuses to point the blame to the real issue, which is it's all because of central banking and the government using them as a crutch to basically steal from every single person in this country and beyond. But it says it's also frustrating to see the bottlenecks and supply chain problems not getting better. It says we see that continuing into next year, probably, and holding up inflation longer than we had thought. So I guess he's probably beginning to change his uh, viewpoint on that transitory side of things. Because think about this, as long as the supply issues remain, and of course, we're seeing China slow down. So a lot of the manufactured goods we purchase here in America, of course, majority of the things we do purchase here says made in China. And if those things are not steadily brought in, then shelves are empty and the remaining goods and services on shelves, the sticker price has to go up. And so therefore, that leads to more Fedflation. And so is it a surprise? So I see this whole supply issue. Of course, some of it is natural, but most of it is directly from the higher ups that's deliberately withholding goods and services, causing more of a panic and scare because that's all a part of their plan. They need they need at least 10 points of failure to bring in their true agenda, which is, of course, the great reset, the whole little scamdemic. But it says here, inflation by the Fed's preferred measure is running at its hottest pace in about 30 years. So according to their own measurements, it's running hot at 30 years. But yet that's their, you know, fake numbers. But we all know where to get more reliable numbers from. Of course, we got John Williams, shadow stats, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, keep it moving. And so just more headlines about the word inflation. Says so professor who called the Dow 20,000 says he's nervous about trends in inflation that could spark a stock market correction. So, yeah, we'll see what that plays out to. But mind you, the entire focus by mainstream is inflation at the same time everything is designed to fight deflation and the deflationary forces are so much greater than the inflationary pressures just because as was brought to our attention that not only do we have debt issues in this country which always requires a fresh amount of 
liquidity being pumped into the system, which as of right now is kind of on pause, depending on this debt ceiling and these bills that's going to be passed. But then also Europe and the rest of the world has also have debt issues and dollars. So they're going to need a lot more dollars to fight this deflationary pressure. So it's that back and forth of stagflation that's in full effect here. But I'll just leave it at Fed inflation. Anyway, I know I'm rambling a lot, but I got a, one more thing I want to share with you real quick, and then we'll open up phone lines. I'm curious to hear what everybody else is talking about out here. But uh, just looking at the purchasing power of a dollar. So I, I always use this little visual aid here because it's a true indication of where we've come since the creation of the Federal Reserve. And so every problem we're experiencing in the financial system and in the global monetary sense, it's all due to the the nationalization of national currencies through privatized central banks. And so prior to 1913, the dollar Federal Reserve note, which wasn't even around when we use actual coinage, purchased so much more than it could ever. We could ever have imagined lost that amount of purchasing power. And so with compound inflation since 1913, I got a graph here. I'm going to show you in a minute. Uh, it equates to the amount of purchasing power loss or give or take. 25,000 or so percent inflation or what one, what used to cost a dollar in the earlier part of the early century now costs 25 times more. That's how bad things are due to centrally controlled entities controlling a nation's currency. And so just to piggyback on that a little bit, I want to share with you some graphs here that caught my attention just because it, it shines more light into the bigger picture of how Due to our nature of our monetary system being debt based, there's no way out of this until something gives. And we know what gives is going to be this entire monetary system. And of course, all the financial products and everything that they created off of the back of this currency unit. But here's a little graph here I thought I would share. It says the buying power of one dollar in eighteen hundred. So just to give an idea from from a historical standpoint, what an actual dollar was, I'll actually show a picture of what a dollar was. At in 1800. So here we have a draped bust dollar, 1800 Liberty right there. So these are these are just, you know, one dollar coins. And just think about what could have been purchased that long ago. That was literally the a, a week's wage, depending on what sector you're in. So imagine going to work for an entire week, probably putting in maybe 40 hours, give or take. And if you were in a lower sector job, probably in a, in, a, in a cotton field or not in a cotton field, but in some type of you know lower paying income, you're probably getting paid a dollar a week or around there, 100 plus years ago. And so look at what a dollar can do for today. It can't do much for you, not even in a dollar tree anymore. But back to my little graph real quick. Uh, so here we have on the chart here what a dollar could purchase in 1800. So think about this. It was, it was literally this. This was actual price stability. So the Federal Reserve say that they're in this for price stability and maximum employment. We had steady prices, relatively speaking, all throughout the 1800s. Everything was relatively stable. And then, of course, of course, we had a couple of central banks here and there, a couple issues here. But yet here we go. 1913. That's when everything began. And then look at that. What happened ever since? Consumer price increases up the wazoo. So what? So basically, according to this, what it used to cost a dollar during this time frame here would now cost twenty one seventy one. Then I scroll down even more. This is a visual aid here. Buying power of one dollar over time. So going back to eighteen hundred, they put it at one dollar, and of course we see how this thing fluctuates. 
which this is where my one of my favorite graphs is always mentioned. You know, this is this this basically resembles this to the T. And of course, every president has played their part. And then here's another one here. This is another one here that shows the compound effect of price asset price increases over time, i.e., diminishing of purchasing power. And so here it says 2,555 percent inflation through November of 2020. So give you an idea. It says it isn't just a rhythmic doubling. Uh, it is a compounding. So just as compound interest can multiply your savings, compound inflation can multiply the effects of inflation. As you can see from the cumulative inflation chart since 1913, we have seen 2,555 percent inflation. So it just think about those are like Venezuela style numbers, but yet drawn out over a hundred and eight year or so time period. And so just put that into your back of your mind as to how much more things really cost in comparison to the way things used to be. And of course, not much, you know, uh, 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 currency was needed for doing much, but here's the visual aid of that real quick. And I'm going to move on, but 1913 ish, you know, all the way up to where we're at now, 2,500% inflation at the end of the day, using, you know, real, some real math. So just something to think about people. But yet once again, we're just at the beginning of all this as far as where they're going to take this because ain't no ain't no putting the genie back in the bottle now that it's been unleashed <laughs> because they can't increase rates naturally because that will cause a crash. And we can't go negative because that will put them in a tight bind with all that debt. And so what do they do? They're going to continue to try to create mechanisms and monetary tools to keep this ship afloat or else. But anyway, so I thought I would just put that out there real quick. And then, of course, I did a, a, a video earlier talking about more of the pressure coming from the politicians on people participating or else. And so this is that little employer mandate where they're going to start passing fines now. So expect another wave of possible layoffs in the coming uh, weeks and months. So just stuff that caught my attention today, man. But anyway, let's talk, man. Let's open up the phone lines. Uh, I'm curious to hear what's on your mind. And before I actually open the phone lines, trying to stick to my guns a little bit, let me uh, just share with you some information on how everybody can stay up to date and in tune What's going on here? So be with me one quick one second. Visit Rethinking the Dollar throughout the day. Your place for news on metals, gold, crypto, you name it. Scroll down to the bottom and you'll get a chance to see the daily videos, the recommended videos, and more importantly, the five reasons to unplug from the monetary matrix, with the first one being the awakening period. Step number one, test your dollar IQ. Ten simple questions, average is 60%. Follow up with the alternative perspective with the monetary reports. Consider becoming a supporter of the Rethinking the Dollar platform via Patreon. Get a chance to hang out off air as well as additional information that can't be discussed on YouTube. Any support is helpful. With the crackdown on alternative media, the best thing to do is connect off air. Scroll down to the very bottom. You can find Rethinking the Dollar on Telegram, Audio, Facebook, Twitter, Parler, you name it. The most important ones will be the email list where you can get notified weekly, the Discord page, and make sure you connect on Telegram. And last, don't forget to visit the RTD store where you can get merchandise as well as additional information and resources. And most importantly, scroll down to the bottom and get your weight up with all the limited edition rounds only available on the RTD store. All right, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Give me a call. Curious to hear what's on your mind. And as always, phone lines are open. 313-462-0027. Give me a call. And uh, yeah, love to hear what's on your mind, man. A lot of things worth touching on. A lot of stories out there. Let's uh, let's just see what's going on. 
So we do have a couple calls coming in. Let me click on this if I can get this. Here we go. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Ed. How you doing, Mike? Ed, I'm doing good, my friend. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, a quick heads up for people in Ohio. The tax on gold and silver is coming off Friday, October 1st. Mm. I know in Michigan you guys didn't have it for a while. We had it, and they took it off, and they put it back on. But it's coming off again October 1st. And then I was uh, talking to my coin guy today. For the first time, uh, 90% is higher than uh, bars. Really? But right now I can... Yeah, right now I can get a hundred ounce bar for less than twenty five an ounce. <laughs> oh. The premium, yeah, the premium's like at three and a quarter. Yeah, and if you add that up, you know it's less than uh, twenty five, which is a good deal. And I also saw the other day where uh, Canadian maple leaves were only plus five. So, mm. man, it's like a fire sale when you look at what things are costing. Yeah, yeah, this fair inflation, man. Take advantage of that as much as you can. We all know that, but. I saw today, I checked in with the markets early and I saw it at the, the price as soon as on opening. It dropped from 20, it was like 21. Let me see what it got down. It got down to 21.44 or something like that. And it's just amazing how they open the markets up and the damn thing just tanks. And so it's like, wow, like how could that be? All this Fed inflation out here and damn metals price dropped like that. But we know who controls it and how they're doing it. So. Yeah, You know, when I talk to people that really aren't aware, mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, uh, tell me something that's not going up. You know, listen, tell me some things that aren't going up. Yeah. And every now and then they'll say, you know, a big screen TV or something like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I said, tell me something that's not going up. I said, Gold and silver is not going up. Uh-huh. Doesn't that strike you as a little bit strange that that's the only thing in the world that's not going up? <laughs> good, good they don't know what to say. They're like, well, I don't know. I guess it ain't worth as much. And I'm like, no, they're holding it, man. They're holding it. We better start holding it. Yeah. And hey, then, I appreciate all you do, Mike. Love the show, man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for calling and checking in with us. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, people. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Let's keep it going, man. So give me a call. Curious to hear what's going on. Uh, <laughs> cattle are participating. Yeah, this is uh some interesting stuff, man. And so we're gonna definitely, uh, man. Like the agenda is, uh, it never ceases, man. They're gonna try their best to peer pressure everybody into participating. And I got some more stuff I want to touch on in a second, but I was trying to hold off. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, how you doing this evening, Mike? This is Dwayne from the Midwest. Wayne from the Midwest. What's going on, boss man? How you doing? Nothing much. I got. A, I just got my opinion. You asked a question earlier when you were giving out your your description. Um, how does the what you said? How does how do you how did you put you? I wrote it down. How does the this experiment mm-hmm. equal with helping the economy? Yeah. <laughs> and my thoughts on that is that um, there was a report. I forgot where I saw it today. That um, report. I think it was a CDC report that came out that fifty thousand senior citizens passed away once once they was you know this they decided to enroll in the experiment yeah so if you got 50,000 people pass away when they enroll in the experiment mm-hmm. that means those and they're elderly that means guess what you don't have to pay social security yeah you don't have to pay medicaid yeah you don't have to pay pension yeah it's a safe it's like a say it's it saves the government from having to come out of some of those funds that they promised years and years and years yeah, ago that, wow and people work for and yeah. put in on, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, it's it's kind of sad that we got to this situation, but I'm just glad that um, um, people are waking up, including the celebrities you talked on that. Yeah. And my thing is, I think they're blowing that situation 
more out of port than they, uh, more out of proportion than anybody. Because if you think about it, how would we know if they didn't get the if, if they didn't enroll into the experiment? How right. do we know? Right. Very true. You know, you know, we don't know. So that's all I have, Mike. I just thought I just thought give my two cents about that question that you posed. So yes, that's, sir. Those are my thoughts. Hey, man. Appreciate you as always, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, be good. Um, yeah, and so speaking of which, I see in the chat, um, <laughs> and I want to throw out this real quick. So everybody know uh, Mr. Robert Kiyosaki, and so I, I didn't have a chance to watch it yet, but I, you know, I, I purchased all of his books. You know, Rich Dad Poor Dad was instrumental in my financial literacy. But yet, uh, here's an interview he did earlier, and I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on it because at some point, you know, you keep predicting the worst of the worst is going to come true. But yet, I think uh, he's been out here pre preaching, you know, the market crash, the last crash, you know, dollar death and stuff like that, last 20 years or 15 years for sure. But yet, you know, this recent video says the biggest crash in world history. The big, of course, that's a catchy way to get people's attention. But yet, the biggest crash in world history hits this October. And I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet. So if any of my people out there listen to it already, let me know what uh, some of the you know key indicators he's pointing to. I would assume he's probably talking about the government debt as well as the international issues with China and you name it. But, uh, you know, let me know what you guys think, because, you know, uh, Jonathan says hyperbole. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, it's catchy because at some point he's out there. And of course, I follow him on Twitter as well. And he always tweets about, you know, gold, silver and Bitcoin now. So he's definitely on the Bitcoin wagon. And he just talks about how, you know, the rich don't pay taxes. And he actually walk you through how to avoid paying taxes in a legal sense. So that's, you know, that's that's very that's education right there, man. And so a lot of, you know, small business owners and business owners in general have figured out ways to make sure they, uh, you know, don't pay overpay Uncle Sam. <laughs> you know, pay him very little if possible. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? Hi, good evening. This is Latrice calling from Brooklyn. Hey there. How are you doing? What's on your mind tonight? All right. So just was feeding into what you were saying about what Robert mm -hmm. Kowalski. Mm -hmm. Um people like him, they're like um hedge fund managers. You know, they they win when things go down. Mm -hmm. You know, this is just another way how the wealthy stay wealthy because they can play both sides of the fence. He's right. always been a big advocate of buying precious metals. And he talks about how much gold and silver he owns mm -hmm. and real estate and how he plays with Bitcoin a little bit and stuff like that. So it would seem very profitable for him mm -hmm. if everything crashes and takes a downturn because like how Donald Trump always, you know, he's like the comeback kid because... Every time, like with the real estate market, every mm -hmm. time it took a turn for the worse, they was able to go in, buy cheap, mm -hmm. and then once the economy came back up, mm -hmm. you know, that's when they can sell, 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 right. and make huge profits. Right. But um, I just wanted to say, uh, for the dollar, because I did uh, come on a little late, but I've seen the thumbnail. Mm -hmm. For that thing with the Dollar Tree, they had already had, I've seen an article from since. A uh, little before the whole scamdemic started, mm -hmm. and that was always the plan to make Dollar Tree end up not being a dollar store anymore. But again, this fits into the overall agenda because they've been watching the trends mm -hmm. on how people are spending their money, right. and you know, I mean, they're just trying to squeeze every. When I say every penny, we already know all that because you talk, you talk about this all the time, right? Um. So to close, because I try to keep it short, yeah, best I can. 
um, I would like to remind everyone to not be like the parable, well, not be like in the parable of the seed mm-hmm. um, that Christ talked about, where we are like the seed that fell amongst the thorns and the thistles. Mm-hmm. And even though that plant, that seed was able to sprout or something, it didn't get to flourish because it let the thorns and the thistles choke it out. Mm-hmm. So the thorns and the thistles, as Christ uh, explained to the disciples, was the cares of this world, the cares of this life. Right. We can't take none of this stuff with us. I know it's, it seems to be profitable to make these investments into these tangible things. Mm-hmm. But because so much of this stuff is, um, we're battling not against flesh and blood, but right. we're battling against principalities and spiritual, uh, evil spirits and higher realms and all this other stuff. Right. These tangibles, this everything, this whole agenda, they have taken everything into account. That whole 2,000 and some thousand pages mm-hmm. of all them laws <laughs> and legalities and bylaws and, 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 and little statutes and sub-statutes and subdivisions, all of that stuff is to take into account to make sure that if there's one loophole mm-hmm. anywhere, they got something to tie that loophole up. Yeah, yeah. Right? So Satan... Satan is not leaving no stone unturned, but he forgets two things. One thing is that humans are fallible. Mm-hmm. There's always a weakness in human systems. So even with the best of intentions, nothing goes according to plan. Right. And the other thing is that many plans that the man have, but it's the Lord will that's done. Hey, 100. So. Appreciate you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Let me just one little quick thing. Yeah, um, we, we, we must We must all start to come away from this Egyptian slash Babylonian slash Roman mindset, right? We must not be conformed to this world or be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Right. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right. So please, I encourage everyone, if you want to know how to really navigate through this coming storm, the scriptures has all the answers. If you need a direct line, pray. I, mm-hmm. I can't trust that enough. I am an advocate of prayer because I live buy it and it has made such a great difference in my life right. and it's only by the grace of God have I made it through all the things I've gone through including now right. so that's the best thing I can share out of everything but please read the scriptures and pray that's how we're going to make it through alright thanks for the call alright uh, right, thanks hello caller where are you calling from hello uh, maybe not. All right. Yeah, let's talk, man. So I uh, saw a lot of good thoughts out there in the chat. Let me touch on this. And so trying to get some calls in. Let me hear. Ah, let me kick this button here. Okay. Let me see. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Mike, Tony from Oakland. TB. How you doing, bro? I'm doing excellent. Not a you call, man. What's going on? <laughs> man, he gave us one more time to be together. Let's talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think we, we still give the Fed way too much credit. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they actually know what the hell they do. Oh, I agree with that hundred <laughs> percent. What happened? <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. What happened in OA? They pumped money into the system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What happened in the seventeen? What happened in nineteen? What what's happening now? They're just pumping money, alleged money, into yeah. this system. Yeah, because there 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 is no money. Mm-hmm. It's it's all based on faith and credit. Right. Right. 100%. And once. Once the credit get extinguished, all you got is what? 
faith. And once the faith <laughs> is gone, what do you got? You got nothing. <laughs> nothing. You got right? war. That's how they. That's how they. they that, that they switched over the money system mm-hmm. is through war, but we didn't go to war. COVID was supposed to be the war, and, it, and we didn't fall for the okie doke. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to uh, the uh, the banking uh, uh, co- uh, congressional hearings today. Yeah. I don't know if you got a chance to see that. I just read some of the articles afterwards. Give me the rundown. Um, and I, I'm almost all the way through it, but I, I, I still got a little bit to go. But what I see is the bankers aren't even scared about this crypto stuff. They, they're they like, well, unless they're ready to become a bank, they, ain't got, they, they, they can do all they want. Mm. All we're going to do is just continue to have the SEC go down their throat. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the, the banking community go down or the, the banking community go down their throat mm-hmm. until they're ready to give up. They said unless they're willing to be a bank and follow charter laws, mm-hmm. then they 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 ain't even got a dog in the fight. Yeah. Now, now, as far as give up, like at this current moment, there's you know a good portion of those projects which are, i.e., the next form of businesses because they got communities, teams, they got everything they need. So as long as they got the on ramps and the off ramps, and they have stable coins to be the facilitator for all that. I think, you know, they're going to keep developing and people going to still, you know, take profits whenever the markets dip up and down day by day. So I don't think the community, the crypto community is really concerned with that because more people believe in that. They're going to lessen up. They're going to figure out a way to work this out. And especially like right now in Canada, Canada's ahead of the game. They've improved. They, they've approved the Ethereum ETF, the Bitcoin ETF and emerge. So it, it just lead this country. But yet the, the industry, I don't think is going to be that, you know, impacted overall, I think. You, you know what? I don't get scared until they until they do one thing. Mm-hmm. What, what rules the money? Uh, what you got to get in order to in order to have say I got something. You have to get bonds. Mm. If you don't have bonds, you really just working with a pyramid scheme. Mm. Yeah, and ain't nobody offering bonds in this crypto stuff, are they? No, but then now we have the first country and more to come that has made. Bitcoin itself, not like you know, people promoting it, but Bitcoin and legal tender to where it in of itself is supported by the mining networks in the form. They're going to end up spinning some products off that. They're going to make some bonds and some derivatives and all that stuff off of that. But yet, if I can spend with my phone and get what I need at the store or whatever, pay a bill, I'll be fine without having to use a debt instrument known as a bond. You know what I'm saying? For now. Who has that kind of who has that kind of money to supply to the world? Uh, nobody as of now. Kind of money to supply to the world. We're twenty eight trillion, and everybody's still taking our money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna do that for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you, you guys can talk that crypto stuff all you want, and and it's the next tulip, but like everything else, you know. But the people <laughs> that are doing it in crypto are balling; they're making money. Yeah, <laughs> and I ain't mad at them. But what the, what's what's happening is they're going to try to do this. Uh, what's gonna, and I did see this mm-hmm. that they're they're pushing for this community reinvestment act. Mm. Uh, to to go through, and that's how they're going to change the bank. They're going to try to change the banking law through that, mm. but I don't think they're going to be able to do it because once you do that, you gotta you gotta supply the world with it. And you call yourself the reserve currency, you're gonna have to supply the world with it. Mm. And if you ain't gonna be reserve currency, you're just gonna have fiat money floating around just like you got now. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, and that's the whole catch, man. Like it, it's. it's so at the end of the day, we all I believe we all believe that at the end of this decade here, the Federal Reserve notes and the Federal Reserve system will know it will look nothing like it does now. 
Now, at that point, what would it look like? Would it be solely CBDC and every other CBD, every other country that CBDC ready to roll out and people actually having their apps and health, all that stuff in their phones or what? But it's going to be just restructured and and, and something new spun off of it, man, at the end of the day. So how, what, when, where, I don't know. At the end of the day, Mm -hmm. what was it before the dollar? It was a glorified ledger. What was the dollar? It's a glorified ledger. What is mm-hmm. the euro? The euro dollar. It's mm-hmm. a glorified ledger. What is yeah. Bitcoin? It's a glorified ledger. Mm-hmm. All they're doing is just going glorified ledger after glorified ledger. But you know, you have to have that. that you have to have something to say. I've got twenty-eight trillion, fifty trillion in the bank that we can play with. Here, here's some money for your country. We no one's mm-hmm. got that. Yeah. So that's why everybody keeps saying the U.S. is still going to be the world reserve currency. Um, but China, I, what China is doing is trying to force the countries to use their their gold in order to back their currency. Mm-hmm. That way, everybody has skin in the game. Yeah. That's what I think China's trying to do. Right. I agree. Hey, T, appreciate you, man, as always. Brother. Good insights, boss. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, good point. Good point. So I see SG uh, mentioned that uh, Bitcoin is a derivative of USD came out in 2009, keeps the fiat game running a little longer. And so based upon that statement there and the fact that all cryptocurrencies are priced in and denominated in dollar terms, that definitely sounds very plausible. And so at some point in the, I guess, some soon, soon to be near future, we'll get to the point where we start pricing actual real world items in other things other than dollar denominated or fiat currencies will be the true indicator of, of, of the changing of the, of the guards with the, when it comes to the currency space. But as of right now, it looks like the crypto space is well in the green. We'll see how long that can last, but let me get some more calls here. Let me click this link. Uh, give me one second here and I'll get this going. Uh, let me figure this out. Shoot. Okay, here we go. Hello, Carlos. Where are we calling from? I'm here. Yeah, Mike. Steve, from Region Nine. Steve, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? Hey, you're talking about the Dollar Tree. It made me think of those those candies, uh, Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> you remember the Jolly Ranchers? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> the good old hey, Mike, days, man. Yeah, what's going on? I remember when, when you could buy like the you know the little end of it, just the one little Jolly Rancher itself, just the one little one. Mm-hmm. It, used to, it used to be a penny. A penny, and, and now you go to the st- now you go to the store. You know they normally have them right near the cash register, the individual ones. Yeah, uh, you, you just grab and pay all the way out. Now they're about fifteen cents mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for one. Yeah, and what's funny is, to my knowledge, whenever I, don't, I never see the actual, I never really pay attention to the individual wrappers. I always see the bag of candies, and I used to get those from the dollar store. Which over time, the amount of Jolly Ranchers inside the pack started diminishing down so it wasn't like a full pack it'd be like eight or nine in there but they sell it for a dollar <laughs> and so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i'm going i'm going how do you go from a penny to 15 cents for, yeah. for, for, for one i did but that's crazy Compound hey, anyway, inflation, hey, i man. picked up uh, i picked up my uh uh solar generator probably about uh, probably about two months ago now uh-huh. and, and when i when i first got it I went. Let me let me hook it up to, just to just to see how long it lasts on, yeah. on one charge or whatever. Yeah. And and I hooked the freeze. I hooked the freezer up to it. I didn't hook anything else up to it. Mm-hmm. I just hooked the freezer up to it and just let it run. Um. And it ran. It ran for about uh, about twenty eight twenty eight hours. Really. Uh, okay. 
Yeah, it ran for it ran for twenty eight hours, and it's a big freezer. Yeah, uh, six six foot tall, two and a half foot wide. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it ran for about twenty eight hours, uh, and I just let it run down to the last the last bar. I didn't let it run completely out because, from what I hear, you're not supposed to let them run completely out. Yeah, because it'll short, shorten the lifespan on it. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, everybody should get one if, if they can, mm-hmm. uh, if it, if at all possible. Yeah, I'm trying to get a big. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get a bigger one uh, that that can run the, the house. Yeah, uh, that, that that's the next step. But for right now, that'll be good enough because if the power goes out, I can at least keep the fridge and the uh, the fridge and the uh, freezer going. Yeah, uh, w- with that. Yeah. And uh, on, on top of that, if you got your it, pa- if you got your panels, you can just charge that boy up. You know, during the daytimes, and uh, you know, correct. allocate your power accordingly. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yes. It would run indefinitely at, the, at that point. I didn't. I didn't even use the solar panels. Uh, I just. I just ran it the way it was. Uh, but it, but it, it, they're they're pretty good and yeah. they're pretty they're pretty quiet too. Yeah. So so that's that's a good thing. Hey, I'm gonna head up to the coast this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, up, up to Mendocino. So I'll I'll take I'll take a photo at the gas station <laughs> at the price of, of the gas up there. I guess that's the most expensive gas in the nation really uh, they said okay well definitely yeah. yeah send that to me and i'll post it for the community man i'm curious to see what that looks like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah i'll post it uh but yeah i'll head up there friday all right man. anyway that's it then uh, and i'll you. go ahead and let everybody else get in all right my man be good thanks for calling in take care yeah <sighs> the purchasing power of the dollar is, is well beyond its uh point of no return just because you can't really purchase anything that you really, really want in quantity for a dollar. So that lets you know that. Uh, and, and then I put up this little uh, inflation percentage here. So this is two thousand five hundred and fifty five percent inflation through 19 through 2020. And this is from inflationdata.com uh, based upon uh, the concept of compounding inflation just similar to the way we're always taught you put money aside and compound interest allowed to grow over time but think about you know fiat currencies as debt base over time in real terms right now from 1913 up until december 2555 percent increase inflation that's like some venezuela type style but of course venezuela's two thousand percent is in with like a year or something like that but anyway let's keep moving man um <laughs> so said Dollar Tree going to rebrand as a hundred dollar tree. Yeah. Selling you no know, plastic knickknacks from made in China. And that's the biggest thing is that at some point, all those items that say made in China, they will not be as plentiful. Therefore, there will be no dollar tree because everything in there will probably be five dollar. Was it five, five dollars or more or whatever that store is? You know, it's a five dollar something store, I think. But anyway, um, yeah, once all the items that say made in China cease to exist or no longer are allowed in because right now I was looking at some figures and I guess uh, our imports, you know, our, the deficit of imports coming in is, is going through the roof. So we're still exporting debt <laughs> and they sending us goods. The moment that stops, probably, which is what the whole supply chain is also, you know, about as well. Oh, well, because we don't make enough here to sustain ourselves. So it's going to be a lot of uh, discomfort just from mere fact that people don't have most of the items that they depend upon on a day-to-day basis. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hi, Mike. Good evening, sir. This is Mike in Philadelphia. Mike in Philly. What's going on, my friend? What's on your mind? Uh, a little bit of uncertainty. Uh, just something that I noted um, mm-hmm. 
when this all began with COVID is that they seem to be very uncertain about how this is all going to proceed with COVID. Mm-hmm. Initially, this was supposed to be done last year by Easter. Mm-hmm. Then uh, they were uncertain about the masks, etc. Mm-hmm. Now they're uncertain about the uh, boosters. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. the more uncertain they seem to be, the more certain uh, things seem to be that this is the new normal. Right. And with the boosters, and uh, I know we've had inflation prior to this, but mm-hmm. uh, really the big spike happened with all the uh, spending and the businesses shut down yeah. directly as a result of COVID, uh, absolutely directly a result of COVID. And mm-hmm. I just see it being further prolonged and the booster sort of being the premise for that. So I uh, yeah. don't see this ending anytime soon. And just as far as the uh, inflation and the disruptions and the imports and uh, businesses and mm-hmm. just the way we live, our standard of living. Mm-hmm. And we're only about a little over a year into this, right. and it's uh, not slowing down. It's not going back to normal. Right. It's uh, only going to progress, and the restructuring of uh, whatever we're progressing into mm-hmm is it's going to be a big change. I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, it's going to be very different. And that's going to include, at some point, the uh, monetary system. It's just the lifestyle it's going to be sustaining Mm -hmm. uh, is just going to be different. What it's going to look like, I'm not entirely certain, but uh, we're not uh, going back. We're boosting uh, into the future. Right. Hey, I appreciate appreciate you for sharing that, and I do agree as well. And just to piggyback on what the former administration mentioned during one of his little press conferences, referencing the whole border crisis and how the influx of people are just being let in, which also destabilized things on on purpose. He he said that he see us going towards third world status. And of course, he knows a lot more than he's ever really going to say. But the fact he first president I ever heard talk about our country heading in the complete opposite of what every other president usually, you know, touts about in Britain and, and promotes about us being the greatest nation, but he's saying we're going to complete opposite. So third world status is what came out of his mouth. So that's just something to use as a gauge as to how bad things really could get. So think about, you know, those nations that, you know, no GDP, no income, poverty through the roof, that might be in alignment with what uh, is in our future for some that's not, you know, prepared and uh, hedging against all this crap somehow, some way. So, Uh, You know what was shocking about the uh, influx of of people from Haiti coming, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, from Mexico, Uh, you know, there's there's a range of varying uh, reports of how long they've been in uh, South America, etc., how they got there. Um, how they sustain themselves, etc., getting through all the dangerous cartels uh, and so forth. But um, it's just been shocking, so shocking since uh, Mm 9-11, just the sort of security change in this country that uh, we were so um, so uh, uh, restrictive at mm-hmm. one point, and we've just taken a complete 180. Right. And uh, what was very shocking was uh, that Biden made such a strong, um, unsympathetic uh, uh, speech, I mm-hmm. suppose, uh, on just a few days before 9-11. It's so uh, counter- uh, psychological to what we've been conditioned for uh, yeah. from that event, uh, not even that long ago. So it's just been, it really has been building back better, just not uh, for our betterment. Uh, <laughs> right. Somebody else, not sure. Who. Hey, man, good point, man. Appreciate you calling in, my friend. 
Never forget. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate you. Yeah, very true. So <laughs> it's just amazing how and I was going to talk about how this video is entitled Fedflation. So it, it, it all boils down to the central point of failure for the global monetary system and it's central banking and that whole usury, which is basically the excessive uh, burden of interest payments on the average Joe that can't afford it, continue to compound on itself, making things unaffordable and, and just the whole debt credit system, the way it's been designed. But every president has put in on this right this current moment. This is just not a Biden thing, a, a Trump thing, a, a Obama. So every single president has put in on the events we're experiencing right now because they were bought and paid for a puppets that allowed everything that we're experiencing to happen. So just this right here, the consumer dollar purchasing power shows the diminishing of your ability to earn and save and to be able to protect and preserve your energy, your labor, your time, your skills, your entire life in a, in a unit that it was meant to be stable. But yet once it was unpegged and gold and silver was removed, everything was just free game for the globalists to work on this agenda. And they've basically done everything they wanted to do to this point, which was to completely diminish this instrument right here. This debt instrument here is the reason why things are as bad as they are. And so when they run out of options of destroying this one, what do they do? They change the rules of the game. They give us this decentralized technology that's so appealing to everybody because as of right now, a certain portion allows you to profit off of it. But then again, that's also to entice you to accept the idea of going digital and, and, and bringing in a CBDC stuff, which is their next their next their next uh, phase of this uh, global heist. So. This little graphic here, man, is it's it's the pretty much the, the pinnacle, the peak of this entire show, rethinking the dollar. It is the Federal Reserve notes system. That's the reason why this is what it is. And that's why I always Memphis mentioned that, you know, all dollars are not created equal. You got this instrument here, which is what is your greatest financial liability. <laughs> and then you got this one right here. This is uh, the United States Mint version. Federal Reserve, United States Mint. You know, if, if more people really start paying attention to that and realize that the more of these you have, the less you'll buy over time, the more of these you have, the more you'll be able to purchase and protect and preserve yourself and position yourself in a little bit more favorable way as time moves forward. Just because these little items here, things like this, they absorb all of these. So this right here will never, ever go to zero. It will never return to its intrinsic value of just being pure metal in the ground. But this thing here, <laughs> it will. So, yeah, just a little bit of a you know a little rant there, man. But anyway, let's talk. Phone lines are open. And also, I want to make sure I give Red Boy uh, a shout-out real quick. I apologize for that. But it says, love RTD show. You have a great people calling in. Appreciate you, man, for being a blessing to the channel and being a part of the community. Thank you. Um, let's keep it moving, man. Feel, feel free to throw some thoughts or whatnot, and we can keep this thing moving. Roth says... U.S. Empire is exporting a lot of its inflation ATM. <laughs> uh, when the overseas U.S. dollar flood back into the U.S. Empire, the real inflation starts. Yeah, and that's a whole nother can of worms right there because within the last 100 years, when you look at the total amount of inflation compounded upon itself, 2%, and th this is their number, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, all that compounding effect has led to 2,500% inflation in total, or everything costs 25% more than what it cost 108 years ago. Everything, that was a 108-year time frame. And so 
Think about just within the last year, was it 30% of the entire monetary base was brought into existence and dispersed through different entities and stimulus checks. So imagine if within one year, a third of the monetary base was created and that was supposed to just to help a recovery, but that's struggling. Imagine how in the next one year, two years, possibly how much more currency they're going to need just to fight off deflation. And then in doing so, causing the consumer price increases to just go ballistic. That is some very spooky stuff. Not to mention, as you just mentioned, Rolf, that all those notes and instruments and all those digital dollars and people accounts that live abroad and all the institutions that taken out all that debt who still have, you know, some actual you know cash on the side in digital form when they decide to try to buy stuff, they're going to automatically drive up prices. So it's good to say there's going to be some type of, as I mentioned earlier, uh, that uh, the whole everybody's expecting some type of market crash. Some people call it all types of different names, but there's there will be another hiccup like that. And then that will be the incentive for them to begin the printing presses to really go bananas. At the same time, the rest of the world might lose confidence as they see the monetary base going bananas. So they're going to send those currency units home and they're going to look to buy real things. And there's only so much real stuff out here now that's not even affordable now. So imagine, and, and that's the thing, like I would assume, but yet I wouldn't bank on it, that they'll still be able to rig and control the spot price of precious metals in an environment where it's like a double whammy from within and abroad of currency units looking for places to rest. So therefore houses, house prices is going to go through the roof again after that major crash. Stock market's going to go through the roof like you know crazy numbers. Like it's, Nothing's going to make sense, even more so. You won't be able to tell what you owe, how much. And, and at some point, it's going to get to the, it's going to get to a point where we will no longer look to price items in Federal Reserve note terms anymore because it's going to be unrealistic, i.e. like Venezuela right now. You can price food. You know, I think it's like I saw like an ounce of an ounce of gold or ounces, ounce of silver is like 25 million or something like that. Bolivars. But nobody has 25 million bolivars. So you look for other ways to actually get that item. And what do you use? They use dollars to get that if they wanted, or they use Dash or Bitcoin or whatever else to get what they need. So that's where this is heading. People will not even look to use Federal Reserve notes because who's going to want them? It's all a confidence game. And once people realize that's their biggest problem, then they're not going to want them. Jimmy says, How many ounces of silver would you work for a day's work? How many ounces would you work for a day's work in a crash? Mm, that's a that's an interesting question. Uh, uh, yeah, feel free to throw out some some thoughts on that question there. So, how many uh, how many ounces of silver would you work for a day? <sighs> Let me think. Um, man, that's a good question. Work for a day. So, if we use the typical time frame of an eight hour work day, and so right now. An ounce is $22. So that's basically saying $22 an hour. So one ounce, one ounce an hour is uh, would be the going rate in this current environment at the minimum. <laughs> $22 an hour would be, I guess that's probably uh, on average, I would assume. I'm not sure. No, probably that's more than that. That's probably more than on average. But uh, in a crash, I don't think anybody would be dumb enough to pay you in silver <laughs> because there'll be no way of discovering the, tr the nominal price at that moment. Because mind you, if the, if the currency is weaponized, meaning that people are trying to get rid of units of currency, 
just the Gretchen's law gonna kick in where you get rid of the you get rid of the worst first and you save the best for yourself in a sense. So I don't think people will be willing to pay anybody in silver. So uh, but I would they don't give me, you know, I would, you know, an hour, give me, you know, give me 10 hours, give me 10, 10 ounces an hour, you know, depending on what I gotta do. <laughs> so that'll be at, in, in today's term, that's $220 or so an hour. I take that. That's all that's about that's that's something I can work with. But then once again, hyperinflation environment. Hell, I'll probably take five, four ounces <laughs> just to get something real. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, interesting, man. But what do you guys think about that question? Uh, 20 ounces for eight hours. Uh, one ounce a month for groceries. A uh, little bit. So one ounce a month for groceries for, for four in Venezuela during a crash. One ounce a month. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Philman says one gram of silver. Uh, Journey Moore says eight. Uh, let me see here. I saw something about some weed. It says just got three ounces of silver from SD Bullion. Kenneth, there you go, my man. Uh, it says one in silver and five hundred ounces of good weed. <laughs> I'll do a good day's work. <laughs> oh man, interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, so speaking of which, I have I haven't checked in real quick. Let me uh, let me check in real quick. And see what the going rate for an ounce of silver in Venezuela is just for just for entertainment's sake, just to see, because at this current moment, inflation is so dang bad that I don't think it really matters no more. But nobody is actually getting silver in Venezuela anyway. So as of right now, silver price in Venezuela in Bolivar terms for whatever it's worth is 90 million. 90 million. That's just the, that's just the spot price. <laughs> 90 million Bolivar would get you one ounce of silver. So this one ounce is 90 million Bolivars. And speaking of which, I, I have my Bolivars here, but I got to up. I got to, you know, get me a new set. But think about that. 90 million. If So so 90 million pieces of paper to so remind you, you know, 15 years ago, the Bolivar Highest note was 100, <laughs> 50, 20, 10, 5, 1. So imagine 90 million pieces of paper. That is like a pallet, like a big pallet full plus some. So, so yeah, yeah, that's uh, just a little history lesson right there, man. What happens when uh, hyperinflation completely obliterates your currency? Nobody wants it. So that's another thing. It's a little bit. What about premiums? Ah, uh, yeah. So. They don't really say much about premiums on here. This is just says a it says a silver price displayed above is, is for every minute. So this is just what the current rate is as of now. But just you know to piggyback even more to give you an idea as to what how over over time how the bolivar, which is their currency, as it was destroyed, it just gives you an idea of what's going on. So in 2019, January 2019, it was 52,000. So 52,000 pieces of paper would have got you one ounce of silver. And then it's 2020. And then we got, let me see. So basically, when, when the world shut down as a result of the mm -hmm. pandemic, that's when things went just hype, hyperbolic for real. One million. So literally, if you could have took everything you own in, in Boulevard term and went to a coin shop or some of that and got rid of it, you would have been very happy to do so. And then it, it peaked. It peaked in July this summer. 
at 101 million bolivars and it's come down some <laughs> so uh that's what's happening in fiat terms in venezuela so yeah that's what it is man bolivar coming to usa um yeah at, at some point yeah but that's the thing man the tricky part is there's more confidence that remains in the majority because people are still willing to sacrifice, live and do their base, their entire lives in this currency. So that right there buys us some time because people will still be able to work for it even as it's being destroyed. And so if, if right now, if, if, you know, consumer price inflation is extremely high or getting high five, six, 7% where they tell us really nine, 10, 11% depending on who you get your sources from, but it'll probably get 20, 30% before they admit that it's, double digits and then at that point it's gonna be obvious people still won't think it's the currency people still still gonna think they gotta go earn more or work harder for more paper because all they're concerned with is not necessarily the the purchasing power of that currency unit they're concerned with their lifestyle and what they continue to if they can continue to maintain it or not if they can't maintain it then it, the natural thing is to do is to do what either you you know you go you either go into debt using your credit card or you get a, a third job a fourth job or you start borrowing or when all your real exhaust options are exhausted, you turn to crime, robbing, stealing, you know, all that stuff that people do in worlds where, you know, there's just, it's just you no know, jobs. Poverty like Nigeria is another example where 25, 30% unemployment it's becoming a, it's extremely dangerous from what I'm hearing all types of stories there. What do people do? You just, you, you go out and do, commit crimes, man, trying to just sustain yourself, get your, just get a, a bite to eat. You go rob and steal. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike, it's your blood pressure. Corpus Christi, how's it going? I'm doing good, my friend. What's up with you? Nothing, nothing, man. Just, hey, you check out that guy. He's, he's a young guy from Israel. His name is uh, Rafi Fiber. I, I did. I, I saw some of his videos. I haven't ch had a chance to watch a lot of but give me the rundown. And I put it on Discord. Man, he has this really, really good explanation mm -hmm. why there's so many shortages. Mm -hmm. it, he, he, his, his uh, mm -hmm. uh, what do you call it? He talked about backwardation. You got you got to listen to him because he explains it better. I, I I don't know, man. I'm getting my words mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> but he he talked about backwardation. That means like the commodity price mm -hmm. for the for the commodity now mm -hmm. is higher than the price in the future because usually in the future mm -hmm. things cost more because you got storage and yeah. all kinds of uh, and insurances and all kinds of different costs associated. Yeah. yeah. So he said the reason why all these commodities are in backwardation, meaning now is is a higher price than later, mm -hmm. is because there's a lack of of money. He says the lack of money, he means gold and silver. Mm -hmm. He doesn't mean paper money, fiat. He says the lack of good money. Mm -hmm. So he says that's why everybody's buying everything up, you know. Mm. But but he explains a lot better, man. You got to check him out. Yeah, I will do so. And then speaking of which, as, you, as you're saying that, I was thinking about listening to somebody, and they said that you know the futures contracts, at, you know, are for some reason they're they're pricing in a, a lower increase or lower price rather in the future. So of course that that all sets that you know the the, the metals markets and whatnot. So the fact that everybody's looking to get physical now rather than wait to the future because of all the events unfolding and puts a more of a pinch on things. So I'm assuming that's probably, that's probably what you're referring to. So I'll check, I'll check it out, man. Cause I'm definitely always down to trying to learn and better understand what's going on, but I'm still really trying to get my head around this reverse repo situation because it's uh, as of today is like $1.4 trillion, you know, of, of currency given out in a day. 
like dude like what like what's that like what's the end game for that like what in the world is that going to look like as it winds down so i, I gotta really yeah. try to understand that man that's just that's that's a, that's yeah, an you, anomaly you know, <laughs> i i know you've talked to him before but but i think the reverse repo masters like george gammon he mm-hmm. really understands it but he, he explains it very well mm-hmm. but like at the end of the episode i gotta watch it again because <laughs> i don't think it's my damn brain yeah george man in three simple steps <laughs> oh, my you God, know man. it's like it's like the whiteboard explains it perfectly but i, I still don't get it and i'm like <laughs> kid that I, I still don't get it yeah well, at some point we're going to we're going to witness it. You know, so it's sad to say, but <laughs> oh man, good to hear your voice, man. All right, Mike. Have Be a good. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Oh man, let's get ready to go. Uh, reverse repo is banks having trouble. No, no doubt, no doubt, because they're the counterparty. So the fact that I think it went from seventy or something, I saw it to one hundred and twenty counterparties. Like those are the entities amongst many other institutions. So the banks are in there too. So I would assume those are all the globally systemic important banks globally and as well as their subsidiaries or whatnot just having issues. And the fact that they're, you know, looking to get rid of cash, you know, that's the part where I'm thinking, like, okay, they flooded everything. And but it's like, man, like, okay, but that's the, you would think it's going to dry things up even more at the same time that there's foreign nations that need that cash. So why wouldn't they just you know, give it to them at a higher, you know, borrowing cost and not have to go. So anyway, we're going to figure it out, man. Uh, Jimmy says, what is the M2 money supply versus oil and ground on earth? Question mark. Uh, what is the money of oil and ground? Oh man, that's a hell of a question there. I don't have the answers to that one. Uh, M2 money supply, other than what we were told. And of course, oil and ground, of course, I, you know, SRS Rocco talks about, you know, the, the energy shortage and, how you know we've reached re- we've reached peak energy or peak oil type of thing. So you factor all that in, it's just trouble all the way around. So uh it says uh they can't uh, print enough to supply the world. They can't print enough, true, but yet what but provide but 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 uh, taking it in via the reverse repos, you know, why don't why is that not used to supply that to the world? Why are the banks not lending? You know, so putting that out there, even though they know they're not gonna get it back anyway. But just to get, you know, was a, a point, point, a point five percent interest on that cash. Yeah. Uh, experimentation going wrong. That's what it boils down to. All right, people. But let's get it dial back, man. I appreciate everybody for hanging out with us and checking in. As always, want to end on some good news, man. Uh, let me see. Hammering Truth says, why does your representative, representative have over 100,000 constituents? The Constitution says it could only have 30,000. Wake up, America. Uh, yeah. So just that. That uh, that alone, that little piece of information there, 800,000 constituents, and the country says you can have only 30,000. Yeah, like that's something. Yeah, like just the, the 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 basic understanding of our legal documentations or our contracts with our government has been null and void for quite some time now. People pay it no attention whatsoever, and the majority could care less. That's why the stuff has gone by under the radar, on top of the radar, because the average Joe don't know. And as long as they don't know, it'll keep going on until who knows what. Uh, Mike says, what do you think of the new censorship from YouTube on this experimentation? Uh, Not surprised at all. I think it has a lot to do with Project Veritas starting to get uh, a lot of people's attention. And the fact, as I mentioned, starting this off, that uh, Project Veritas, as of yesterday, was the video was still up. And it had 400 some thousand views, I think part one or part two. 
that's very shocking because usually that stuff is flagged, it's taken down right away. So those three, four hundred, five hundred thousand views on just on YouTube is getting people's attention and it's causing people to wake up. And I guess the powers that just trying to orchestrate all this, they point to YouTube saying, "Hey, you're the head, you're the number one search engine, you're the number number one video streaming platform on the internet. Do something about this." So of course they they're gonna change the algorithms to make sure this is you know effective. Come all Google search terms, or everybody who speaks against the government moving forward going to be you know taken off taken down or just drop down to the hundredth page where you never see them and then i didn't get into this today but you know here's the next subject matter that we're going to touch on uh but it's all about you know detention camps our government rounds up or of resistors in our future and then it just you know goes down a little bit it talks about under uh the indefinite detention provision of the national defense authorization act or ndaa the president of the military can detain and imprison American citizens with no access to friends and family or courts if the government believes them to be a terrorist. So, mind you, uh, all the legal framework that they're going to try to use has already been written over the last 20 years, starting with the Patriot Act, plus some. And there's a lot of things that we they have signed that we may not even know about. So these are some concerns that we're going to be facing moving soon. They got to make sure they cut off all media outlets so people can't find out about it. So, as always, I want to make sure everybody know. Beneath this video here, connect with us on Discord so we can keep that conversation going there. Share videos, share articles, connect with us on Telegram so you can stay in tune with everything and share stuff there. And then also Rumble, BitChute, Library, or Odyssey TV are also available. And I'm actually going to look into uh, live streaming on Rumble. So I might end up somehow, some way, I'm not sure how to pull this off in an effective way, but uh, on Rumble. So all my content as soon as I'm done here, it goes up on Rumble. So make sure if you guys are, are on Rumble, which you should be, go subscribe to Rethinking the Dollar on Rumble. All the videos go up there right away. And there's a live streaming feature, which I'm going to try to you know implement. So make sure you guys connect. So there's no excuse not to be able to still connect with the community and be uh, a support to the people you, uh, you follow on the Internet. So anyway, people, I've been ranting too long now, but it's always good to connect. And uh, back at it tomorrow, Lord willing. Other than that, be blessed, be safe, stay prayed up, stay stacked up. And of course, take advantage of the prices of things now because it's as cheap as it's ever going to be in this decade moving forward. So take advantage of anything that you use now plus some. And then also with this comes opportunity to create new uh, possible you know, streams of income off all this because there's going to be a lot of problems. Try to find solutions or be the solution. And then you'll be uh, somewhat uh, in good shape. But anyway, we will live to fight another day, people. Lord willing. Anyway, be blessed, be safe. See you guys later. Let's close out a little bit of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for one more time. One, being able to gather one more time and to uh, just lift up the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your word, which is a light to our path, Father. We thank you for your spirit, which dwells in each and every one of us that believes in your son. Lord, we ask that you will continue to work with your perfect will in our lives collectively as the body of Christ to fulfill your purpose on this earth, Father, which is to reach as many souls as possible in the time that you've given us in these bodies so that we can bring you glory, so that we can expand your eternal family, so that in the end, when you return back to this planet and redo it, we can come here and set up shop and live with you for eternity in a peaceful state of mind. And uh, just to, man, just to 
do everything and receive everything you promised us and bless us with, Father. We just thank you in advance. Be with all our brothers and sisters facing persecution around the world. Be with those that are feeling the effects of this experimentation in their bodies. We, Lord, we ask that you cover them with your blood and heal and protect and raise up everything that belongs to you, Father. We thank you in advance for what you already finished. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, people. That is all she wrote, I promise you. Anyway, I'll see you guys later. Peace. Visit Rethinking the Dollar throughout the day. Your place for news on metals, gold, crypto, you name it. Scroll down to the bottom and you'll get a chance to see the daily videos, the recommended videos, and more importantly, the five reasons to unplug for the monetary matrix, with the first one being the awakening period. Step number one, test your dollar IQ. 10 simple questions, average is 60%. Follow up with the alternative perspective with the monetary reports. Consider becoming a supporter of the Rethinking the Dollar platform via Patreon. Get a chance to hang out off air as well as additional information that can't be discussed on YouTube. Any support is helpful. With the crackdown on alternative media, the best thing to do is connect off air. Scroll down to the very bottom. You can find Rethinking the Dollar on Telegram, Audio, Facebook, Twitter, Parler, you name it. The most important ones will be the email list where you can get notified weekly, the Discord page, and make sure you connect on Telegram. And last, don't forget to visit the RTD store where you can get merchandise as well as additional information and resources. And most importantly, scroll down to the bottom and get your weight up with all the limited edition rounds only available on the RTD store.